Election day is a week away and we're still fighting over whose vote counts. We're all getting a Save by the Bell reboot, whether we like it or not. And would Hugh Grant ever want to be in a sequel to Notting Hill? We've got a hilariously depressing answer for you. The date, October 27th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hello, friends. I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. All right, Casey, we're just going to dive in today, jump into today's top stories. Here's what you need to know. Election Day, officially one week away, somehow. And whose vote will get counted in some states is uh, still in limbo. Yesterday, the Supreme Court ruled in a 5-3 decision that mail-in ballots that arrive after Election Day in Wisconsin won't count. Here's what that means. Absentee ballots must now be received by 8 p.m. on November 3rd. This decision is a win for Republicans, and it could impact the tally in this key battleground state. Wisconsin was one of three Rust Belt states that gave President Trump the White House back in 2016. Up until now, the court has been issuing stays or vacating stays, but it hasn't written opinions. This is a 35-page 35 35-page opinion, four justices writing, laying out their views on the law that will have implications for voting rights going forward well past this election. But it's not all bad news when it comes to absentee ballots. Last week, the Supreme Court issued a tie vote when it came to letting Pennsylvania extend their counting deadline for mail-in ballots postmarked by November 3rd. This means that the lower court, which voted in favor of the state's November 6th extension, had their ruling upheld. In another swing state further to the south, though, Republicans in North Carolina are also trying to block a mail-in ballot deadline extension. With all the rules changing, make a plan to vote by mail and uh, maybe also have a backup plan, too. Meanwhile, last night, Amy Coney Barrett was indeed confirmed by the Senate in a 52-48 vote. ACB was ceremonially sworn in last night by Justice Clarence Thomas before yet another ceremony in the White House's Rose Garden, this time, though, with plenty of masks and a lot more social distancing. In her remarks, Barrett compared the role of a senator to that of a judge and made the following promise to the American people. The oath that I have solemnly taken tonight means at its core that I will do my job without any fear or favor and that I will do so independently of both the political branches and of my own preferences. Friendly reminder that Trump has specifically said he has picked judges that intend to rule against Obamacare and potentially rule in his favor should the election require it. That uh, Pennsylvania voting case we talked about earlier, now that ACB is on the court, Republicans are pushing to have it heard before all nine justices. Meanwhile, in Philadelphia, protests erupted over the death of yet another black man at the hands of the police. Video from the incident shows Walter Wallace Jr. approaching officers with a knife, then being shot multiple times after he did not drop the knife. Wallace died in the hospital. Wallace's father said his son had mental health issues and asked why a taser wasn't used in this case because, quote, his mother was trying to defuse the situation. Protesters are asking the police the same questions multiple recordings of how this went down in that neighborhood. And you can see down the street tonight, residents are asking, could this have been handled differently? That's why many residents are here at 55th and Pine protesting. There are live pictures right now outside of Southwest detectives, while police have also set up a barricade around the facility. The police were wearing body cameras during the incident, and police spokesperson Sergeant Eric Grip said that the footage is being reviewed, while Mayor Jim Kinney said there will be a full investigation. 
I mean, yeah, I want to ask those questions too. Why are, uh, why is the police force first instinct to use a gun instead of a taser? It just like, isn't what should be happening. I mean, yeah, escalation of force is something that we've been talking about a lot over these last few years. And the way that especially for when it's a black person who is uh, at the center of a police incident, it jumps so often from, okay, are we good? We're not good to suddenly someone is shot on the street. Like there's no middle ground there. And because of his mental health issues, this is another thing that's brought up. It's like, you know, why are police responding to these incidents when maybe who should be responding is someone who's in social services and is an expert with those with mental health issues? I mean, this is a case where uh, there the person clearly was acting violently, even though the situation was trying to be, you know, diffused by his mother. So, I mean, ideally, I mean, in this case, maybe it would even have been a combo of police and someone who's actually trained to handle these situations so that if there is an actual, like, incident of violence, the police can respond in kind. But escalation is something that needs to be talked about with the police. Okay, I want to go to the election because how can we not talk about it all of the time? I am trying to my best not to be on Twitter 24-7 because no one knows anything. And, and it jumps from one thing to the next. I do remember 2016, so I'm not going to think that I can predict anything that's going to happen. But I do want to know what at this point with everything we're hearing, what states are you looking at? What is piquing your interest? So great question. So I think that I am looking at, so Biden yesterday really like full of confidence that we are going to win Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan. If he does that and the rest of the map stays the same as it was in 2016, all he needs is Pennsylvania to be over the line to win the election. That's it. That's how close 2016 was. So I'm looking at those states and to see if they're as much of a lock as he says. Pennsylvania, we talked about it today. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens there. But also, they're feeling confident enough that they're trying to make pushes into states where they don't have a great chance of winning, but they still want to see what happens, like Texas and Georgia. Texas is very interesting. Texas is very interesting. Kamala Harris is going to be going there on Friday, which means that they want to at least devote some resources to this in the last week before the votes come in. Texas uh, young people there have voted early at almost a full rate that they did in 2016 entirely during that election cycle. So we're going to be watching that one really closely. I mean, who knows, maybe even John Cornyn, who is currently the Senate majority whip, he's like struggling a little in his seat against MJ Hagar, who is challenging him, who's Democrat challenging him to the point that who things could be weird. But then again, we thought the same about Beto versus Ted Cruz in 2016. And look how that turned out for everyone involved. <laughs> All right, Casey, uh, get us up to speed with what's going on in entertainment. Well, model and actor Emily Ratajkowski has announced she's pregnant in a moving op-ed for Vogue in which she explains that she will not be revealing the gender of her child. She writes, quote, when my husband and I tell friends that I'm pregnant, their first question after congratulations is almost always, do you know what you want? We like to respond that we won't know the gender until our child is 18 and that they'll let us know then. Everyone laughs at this. There is truth to our line, though. In an accompanying video produced by Lena Dunham, Ratajkowski addresses her future child directly, outlining her hopes for them. Mornings and nights, my stomach grows. It's getting colder. An election is coming. I feel you flutter underneath my belly button. I want you to see the world's potential. You feel like the world's potential. 
Radikowski also explains how she, like the rest of us, is so very over gender reveal parties and also questions what kind of pressures a daughter of hers would have to live up to being the child of a supermodel. That's actually a really good point, that last one. Like, uh, your mother is in an industry that is all about body standards. How does that feel for a child growing up? I wonder about that now, huh? Yeah, but you know what? I think that it's one of those things where if Radikowski's already thinking about it, then she's heading in the right direction. You know, there's so many situations where... Um, you know, parents don't think about the traumas they might be handing down to their children. And she is very aware of what she can be aware of now. You know, I'm sure some traumas will, will slip through the cracks, but um, like in anything. But, you know, I do find it just really moving that she said to her unborn child, we are waiting for you, wondering who you will be, because a lot of people wonder what you will be. And it's nice to hear the question, who will you be? You know, in not a, in not a way that's full of pressure and like, and expectations, but just a genuine curiosity about what child they're bringing into the world. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> okay, and moving on, whether we wanted it or not, I'm going to be on the stance of I didn't want it. The trailer for the new Saved by the Bell reboot is here, and it features a remix of the show's classic Friends Forever anthem. Three. The old gang back together again. Will you go to dinner with me? Stop eavesdropping. We're not. We're the Bayside Acapella group. Yeah, yeah. The trailer reveals a world in which, I guess, no one ever escapes high school. Zach Morris is now governor, because of course he is, and it's obviously his responsibility to deal with the merger of Bayside High with a more diverse school. Zach's son attends Bayside along with Jesse Spanos, and of course, A.C. Slater is the gym teacher. The trailer also reveals that Tiffany Amber Thiessen will be reprising her role of Kelly Kapowski. The show premieres on Peacock later this month. Huh, moving to a more diverse school, but no Lisa Turtle involved? I see how ah! it is. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I watched the trailer and it's very much like, yes, okay, great. Always want more diversity in television that I'm watching and that's good. But I hope <laughs> that the writer's room is also diverse <laughs> because after watching this trailer, I'm not sure if the show is going to delicately handle diversity. I'm sure it'll be Great. It's going to handle diversity with all the skill and aplomb of Ryan Murphy's glee in the early 2000s. It's going to be great, I tell you. Uh, Zach Morris is governor, though, of the state of, uh, wait, of the state of California. Like, he won governor of California. <laughs> like, Bayside is definitely in California, right? <laughs> yes. I hope that it's not governor of California and that it's some self-appointed, like, inner community, like, <laughs> like nomination. And he's and he's just governor of Bayside. Like, yes. he's not even mayor. He's not no. even that. Like, he, he he's like, a very doesn't have any responsibilities. Governor. Yes, exactly. exactly. His responsibilities are talking on his giant cell phone and pulling <laughs> shitty scams that would get a brown kid arrested that's uh, that's his gig yep <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> all right when we come back we're going to be talking about hugh grant's cold dead heart be right back Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. 
It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. NFL fans, nothing compares to being there live. What a play! Now the crowd is alive. And the NFL's biggest season ever is now ready for the postseason. It's playoff time. We got to win. NFL playoff tickets are on sale now. Don't miss your chance to be a part of the postseason action on the road to Super Bowl 56. Visit NFL.com slash tickets for a complete listing of games. That's NFL.com slash tickets. Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined. You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it, odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something that has never been done before. I'm opening my DMs. DMs now open. We want to hear from you, fans of the NFL. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we've got time for two more things. You heard me haze a daily double. Yes. <laughs> Jeopardy noise goes here. <laughs> Okay, first of all, we all know the classic 90s rom-com Notting Hill. You know, the one with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant that gave us this iconic line. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Well, Grant was just asked if he would ever do a sequel to the film. And um, here's his totally healthy and not at all haunting response. I would like to do a sequel to one of my own romantic comedies that shows what happened after those films ended. It's really to prove the terrible lie that they all were, that there was a happy ending. I'd like to do me and Julia and the hideous divorce that ensued with really expensive lawyers and children involved in tug of love, and floods of tears, psychologically scarred forever. <laughs> I'd love to do that film. So, um, yeah, Hayes, uh, very dark and very on brand for 2020. Also very on brand for Hugh Grant. He's been through some shit in his days so i'm not surprised like, that this while, is his while, vibe while right now saying that i'm like yeah I, I believe that he doesn't believe in love i believe that deeply oh my gosh and yet his voice will always be deeply connected to us on love i mean he's got all the wrong he's got he's got love actually he does the know, opening narration on love actually and it's almost time for the annual fight about whether it's a good movie or not so it's gonna be on the forefront of our minds I love that he's just like, yeah, I would do that movie if it was that way. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not describing a rom-com. So no, just that's... don't do rom-coms anymore. And if I see him in a rom-com, I'm going to I'm gonna have some problems. I'm like, don't pop my bubble right now. Rom-coms, they're in their own category. Dramas are in a different one. Stay in your lane. Stick to your Paddington <laughs> 2, which is less good than Paddington 1. <gasps> Ooh, bold stance. Not a lot of people agree with you. I know, but I'm right. So... <laughs> 
the Virgo has spoken. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Casey. Now I want to share something that I found too. Uh, Tenacious D is asking us all to Rocky Horror the Vote. Yes, please. A pun. You see <laughs> on multiple levels. So uh, the Jack Black fronted rock band released a cover of Time Warp featuring former Democratic candidates Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren to let voters know which way they should be voting this election day. It's just a jump to the left. It's just a jump to the left. It's just a jump to the left. The video also <laughs> features cameos from celebrities, including original Rocky Horror star Susan Sarandon, who uh, notably has taken aim at several Democratic candidates in the past, but recently endorsed Joe Biden as the, quote, lesser of two evils. Ooh, you know what? I'm surprised she even said that. So progress. We're making progress in 2020 <laughs> is how it's going right now. OK, but I want to talk about like, why isn't this cringeworthy? This is actually amazing. And I love it. I know. Like I I came into this fully prepared to just like completely hate on it. But I think it's the fact that it's actually a good cover that saves yes. this. Like, yeah. I, my, my heart's racing. I'm feeling good about <laughs> everything after listening to that. Like, no one watches, like, the, these celebrity, like, uh, politics videos for, like, the celebrities and like the Imagine video that was cringe because of how <laughs> earnest it was. It was cringe because of who was involved, and it was cringe because it wasn't even a good rendition of Imagine. Mm, if, yeah, if it had been, if it had been like this, maybe it wouldn't have been as cringe. Right, like Jack Black, he's a performer. This this is what he does. He is having the time of his life, <laughs> and you know what? Now I'm in a very spooky mood, and I do want to watch the movie. Absolutely. And maybe it'll make me forget about the election for just one hour and a half, and that's all I need. <laughs> yep. Uh, maybe that's what I do tonight. Maybe I do put on Rocky Horror tonight. Oh, I, I got to point out though, a jump to the left. Mm -hmm. And then a step to the right. So mm -hmm. centrism is that what we're endorsing <laughs> right now? Hayes, why are you ruining this? Why do you why do you have to step here? I'm sorry. It's it's literally my job on this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. Join us tomorrow for an interview with BuzzFeed News' Kadia Goba about being on the road at Trump's rallies. Here's a flavor of what's going down. And remember, damn it, Janet, get your voting plan together because it's only a week left. What are you doing? Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. I 
Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangsta Chronicles podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.